Welcome everybody to Make Play. This is a podcast where we talk about games we've been playing and the stuff we've been making in reverse order. Um, here this, <laughs> I'm here this week with uh, Nick Ragusa, of course. Yes, I'm usually here. And the one and only Fiona Gory Hines. She's our guest this week. You want to introduce yourself a little bit, Fiona? Uh, yeah. I'm Fiona. Mm-hmm. I'm a playwright. And... That's all there is to it. That's all there is, really. I've got some cats and Yeah, she does. Building a picture. Playwright, yeah. cats, Fiona. All right. Exactly. She doesn't like tea though, because I know it's part of the mental image you're building in your head, dear uh, yeah. listener. And what it's other not things part do of we it. need to, to curb stomp before they to yeah. curb stomp. Mm. Um <laughs> everything else is pretty much true. Everything else is pretty much exactly what you thought it would yeah. be. I have Wes Anderson, glasses. check. Okay, glasses, check. Bangs, check. We have to bring up Wes Anderson first. Phil <laughs> Sebastian, check. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay, wow. Damn. Uh, I have been had. She has okay. been had. Uh, okay, so you know the format for this, but for anybody who doesn't, yeah, so the first half of this podcast, we're going to talk about the things we've been making or creative engagements uh, we've been entangled with recently. Um, Fiona, would you like to kick us off as our guest? What have you been working on? Sure. Um, well, I have been working on uh, self-producing a show, which is new and scary. A show uh, is in a fun. piece of theater. A piece of theater. Ah, yes, ah. yes. I don't um, know what accent is that. Is that <laughs> that's the theater disgusting. <laughs> if you just have money in your pockets or a total <laughs> lack of money in your pockets, yeah. is that what happens? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yes, a group of other young theater artists and I are producing a show um, in this gallery space downtown in Chinatown this summer. So we're in pre-production right now, which means we're like assembling a team, uh, getting ready to fundraise, you know, setting up venue agreements and artist agreements, all that fun stuff. Wow, and this is all after you've written the damn thing. Yeah, it's a long time after I've written the damn thing. (laughs) It's been a minute. Um, I mean, I might be doing revisions as well but yeah and so as the player like how much of this part of the ordeal are you involved with i mean are you sort of the creative director in a sense or um no i mean our producer is really like spearheading a lot of the important stuff uh in terms of you know administrative stuff i think like as the playwright there's a lot of different roles you can kind of like determine your level of engagement in this kind of thing Mm -hmm. um ultimately for me i just kind of feel this responsibility to like be present and like be helpful and engage uh since it is it was my idea to do this thing (laughs) (laughs) and you know at least now i have like a lot of other people who are very much on board and very involved Mm -hmm. so it no longer feels like just mine like that would be stupid and selfish thing to say however i do feel like a responsibility as the playwright to like you know help wherever i can which you know it can be like building our instagram page right or you know reaching out to people i know who might be interested you don't have a dedicated social media correspondent no not now seems like a missed opportunity (laughs) well i'm so good at social media that we didn't we didn't need one (laughs) wow very true. she's pretty good though <laughs> where, uh, real quick where we can plug stuff at the end again but where can people find those social media accounts 
Uh, we're of the sea play on Instagram. Okay. And then of the sea on Facebook as nice. well. Nice. Yeah. Also, of the sea play at gmail.com if you want to email us. No, you can't email them before you email us. Oh, yeah. We're oh, at, at, <laughs> makeplayradio at gmail.com, everybody. At least CC us, please. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a carbon copy? Come on. Maybe we should do the email stuff at the top of the show so people actually listen to it as opposed to at the very end when nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> or in the middle of the show. Or nested in the middle of the show during someone else's bit. <laughs> um, but that's that's crazy. I mean, the thing that blows me away about this is that you've written this thing and all of these other people are involved to bring it to life, which is just so cool to me. Yeah. I mean, that's why I write for theater. And, yeah. I mean, writing novels and poems is great and stuff, but it's it's just so much more compelling to me to write something that then I have to like pass off to someone else that then they have to like put together for yeah. somebody else like there's just a lot more people involved yeah um, they have to like capital G get in order to do it well yeah exactly and is that social mm -hmm. element like also part of it that you get to like continue to work with other people throughout the or after the sort of very personal writing phase Definitely. I mean, I think that I always learn a lot about the play itself by working on it with other people, hmm. whether that's like direct feedback that they give me. Like if I'm working with a director and they're telling me that something is missing or they ask me a question about something that I thought was clear, mm -hmm. um, then in yeah. the next draft of the play, I might change it. On the other hand, I've had experiences where like, I left something out intentionally. The director asked me about it, and ultimately, I was like, still cool with leaving it out intentionally. Huh. Um, so yeah, it kind of goes either way. Yeah, but it's I nice mean, to get reminded of that. Like, this was a decision you made, and like, you have to account for it in some way. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, for like for our house, for example. So this play I wrote um, my junior year, where we did a full production at NYU. Um, the the main characters their mother was dead and the play didn't really get into what happened uh and the director asked me like you know just so that i know do you have an idea of what happened mm -hmm. and i did hmm. and i told her and then i asked her like when we were putting on the production i was like did you tell the actors that she's like no i didn't think it was important for them to hmm. know in order to like do the play the way that you wrote it yeah uh, and in that case i was like there are elements of that story that I ended up putting into the next draft of it. But mm -hmm. for the most part, I was like, well, if these actors could pull off what I thought was, you know, very impressive and I was yeah. very happy with that production. Then let's not. And that's not something that we need to, yeah. to get into. So. Yeah. 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 That's like playtesting. It's <laughs> like playtesting. <laughs> oh, except it's literally playtesting oh my god this is why we had you on these are the these are just the for the pun these are the zingers we need exactly we, we had thought of that pun and then we we extracted it from the future <laughs> um all right well real, real quick then give us the the one two about what of the sea is about what's the pitch yes of the sea is a play about a 14-year-old girl named Aoife. Uh, mm -hmm. She lives in the Aranmore Islands uh, of Ireland. Gotcha. So off off the coast uh, in the, the northwest. 
I'm trying to imagine like a compass in my head. If I'm, don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but up into the left. Up, up into the uh, left. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're looking at it. Up into the left. <laughs> um, so she's living out there, a uh, pretty isolated town, um, surrounded by water. So she's kind of obsessed with like water and magic. Um, Where's the magic come from? She just is a kid that likes magic. Yeah, she likes okay. to read and. I wasn't sure if like the Emerald Islands were particularly magical. Mm. You know. No. Yeah. Every now um, and then mermaids explode out of the sea. And well, not mermaids. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> um, so she starts reading about selkies, which are not mermaids. Um, they are half seal, half human creatures, but they're not like, like they're not like centaurs. Or... Right. They're not like literally so they're waist seals up, waist down. That can turn into humans or seals. It's so. like wear seals. Right. They're yeah. kind of like seals. <laughs> That's um, sick. And as mythology has it, these creatures were often kidnapped and mm. like sailors would basically like uh, kidnap them in their human form, steal their seal coats and hide it so they couldn't turn back into a seal and then force them to like marry them and have their children. Uh, and then they're always very sad because why would they? But they get to be humans forever. Yeah, well, they like to swim. Yeah. So, so the, so the uh, coat was like a separate thing that they could take on and off, and that's what enabled yeah, them to switch. Yeah. So they forms. like when they shed the coat, the coat was still there physically, right? And they I were see. in like their human form. And then when they were gonna go for a swim, they they wriggle back into the coat, and right? They're exactly. a seal. That's okay. Yeah. Irish mythology is weird. Yeah, it's cool, though. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Aoife's reading about uh, the Selkies. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time, her mother is in the early stages of going back to investigate uh, her rape case, um, mm. which isn't, it's not much of a case. They end up not uh, investigating it that thoroughly, but it is in the 1980s uh, in Ireland where, so Ireland being a, a Catholic uh, state uh, was a little bit behind the U.S. Uh, in terms of progressivism and, uh, you know, feminist. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of interesting things happening in Ireland in, in the 80s. Um, it was not yet... You needed, like, a prescription to buy condoms. Like, what? birth control was... Yeah. Um, there's this really interesting story about this group of women who, like, went on a train to... I forget where exactly. Um, but they, like, they got on this train, all went somewhere where they could buy contraceptives, mm -hmm. and then came back, and they called it the contraceptive train. Um <laughs> So yeah, that Catchy. stuff's going on. Mm -hmm. So you know, this woman <laughs> who's <laughs> uh, raped back in, I guess, the seventies, mm -hmm. um, the early seventies, mm. is just starting to realize that maybe this is something she could investigate, but she's not sure if that's if she wants to kind of like bring that yeah. back to light again. Um, but what she does realize is that she should tell her daughter if she plans to like go forward yeah. with this. so so Eva finds out that she's a child born of rape and starts weaving this narrative of the selkies around her mother's story uh until the point that she you know gets as far as believing that her mother is a selkie right. and that ultimately all she can do to save her mother from her you know emotional turmoil 
uh, is to get her seal coat back yeah, and get coat. her back into the sea. Nice. So that's kind of the... And then she tries to do that. And then she tries to do that. <laughs> All right. And Good luck, kiddo. Well, she may or may not succeed. Mm, you'll mm. have to come to New York City to yeah. find out. That's what we call intrigue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so when do you plan on, on staging it? When, when are the... Do you have show dates yet or any any place people can like go to go to stay posted aside from social media or well it's just the social stuff. media yeah. yeah it's it's the end of july july 25th through 28th at all right. access theater okay all right listeners across the country you better show up in droves <laughs> <laughs> uh come check it out yeah because that's that's gonna be exciting mm-hmm. is it, this is and this is like your first postgraduate production more or well, less we did a yeah we did a reading at Dixon right. place right um and was that then I did some short plays technically but they were free okay okay <laughs> well you know people had to go yeah. into yeah, exactly. and they reserve did. a ticket well i'm not sure they had to I'm sh- yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool though yeah nice yeah, congrats yeah. um okay so nick your turn do you write any plays yeah um, I don't know, not much as of late. I've still been playing bass. I made a mm-hmm. little jam on the guitar at one point that I like that I've been just working on over time, which has yeah. been fun. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, and on acoustic, on acoustic guitar. Yes, acoustic guitar. Nice. I actually came up with that. We were, Jimmy and I were hanging out on the balcony, mm-hmm. uh, reading. We have a balcony. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. It's nice. Um, it's warm. I'm sweating, by the way. I don't know about you guys. We saw yeah, a dog right on a roof. At oh, my point, God. We saw terrifying. a dog on a roof. More on that later. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i came up with the tune i've been messing around with that mm-hmm. but really i've just been like going to and from work and playing yeah. video games when i have time like yep. that's been most of my Amen, past two weeks brother man. Mm-hmm. maybe listeners you may or may not have heard that song when you first listen to this podcast we will see maybe we'll record <laughs> it or something um yeah I'll, i haven't been super busy in terms of like variety of work i haven't really iterated i think the last time I spoke was about uh, that card game I was trying to make about uh, trying to simulate what it feels like to have your social setting changed in some way by uh, an agent of change, you know, where someone plays like a time traveler and they show up in a small town. It's like, what do we do about this guy? Whoa. I haven't really figured out how that game works yet. So uh, <laughs> stay tuned on that. Um, I have been working on Dollar though, which is that mm. app that simulates wealth. Basically, it's a wealth visualizer. So imagine like iTunes visualizer, except it's your money and it's augmented reality. That's the log light, baby. I had a taste of it when we were on our way to our friend Steve's house in the, yeah. the subways, in which yep. Jimmy covered himself in virtual reality in oil drums. And yes. then we had to walk away from that particular location to see the pile of oil drums from yeah. not inside of it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So the oil drums I'm especially proud of because they're tied to real life oil prices. The West Texas Jimmy, Intermediate Stock Price, baby. Jimmy used what is known as an API. Woohoo. He's a real boy I now. did it. I did it. And a JSON. I, I went up to one of our developers <laughs> after a meeting, and I was like, hey, I feel like he'd probably know like how to start doing this. So I was like, hey, hey, man. Uh, so like, how would I try and get, you know, scrape some oil data online and get it into this app? And I was like, well, you'd probably, I don't know, uh, you'd probably just like, start Googling around APIs about oil price. I'm like, Right, those. I'll <laughs> find one of those immediately. There you go. But honestly, the internet doth provide. I literally just yeah. like oil prices API, and there's a website, quandal.com, that just has like uh, nice. commodity prices that you can just have for the most part. Sick. Um, so that's really cool. So now it, like, it corroborates 
or correlates uh, the amount of money that you like tell it like I am worth five hundred dollars and then it will drop I wish. like <laughs> it will drop the corresponding amount of like oil barrels. So that could be uh oil I think the most recent updated price was like fifty eight bucks or something. So that's a bunch of oil barrels that just like drop for out barrel? of the sky. For barrel crude oil, not refined. So that's not ah. stuff you can put in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I don't have a car and I just want some oil? And that's a pretty <laughs> well, good price. Well, then you can just have a bunch of barrels of oil, uh, which is I surprising. feel like you'll be on a list for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you ever want to know how much that Girl would look like buys. without actually having to buy the oil, so drums, much oil, you can find out. <laughs> just some dude and like, I don't know, the NSA hanging around like, what the <laughs> purchase? What I feel like that? I should do something about that, but. But why would I do yeah. something about it? They're like looking into your background. Like, She's a playwright. I don't. This maybe it's maybe it's a artist pop. shit. I don't know. <laughs> I had someone on Craigslist like do a Google background check on me before I what? bought their rug. Yeah, the people. Oh my god, I bought that's their right. Rug from, I like met this guy outside of his apartment, and he was like, "So you're a playwright?" And I was like, "Excuse, Excuse me." me? He's like, oh, yeah, well, we looked we looked you up because we wanted to make sure the rug was going to a good home, and I was like, uh, "Okay." Right. I it's mean, a good thing you didn't post those pictures of us cutting up your last rug. Just yeah, when they I reveal know, that right? rug is the name of their dog. It's, like... <laughs> it's a good rug, though. It really it is. It is a great rug. Hopefully it survives the cats. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of chunks of it floating around. There is, but... <laughs> this dog metaphor is getting even better as it goes <laughs> um, oh. Okay. Um, so we're going we're gonna to transition into the stuff we've been playing recently. But first, a word from our sponsors. Have you ever been in bed already? And you're eating some snacks. And then you want to go to sleep. But first, you have to get up to brush your teeth. God damn it. Well, Tiny Sink is here for all your bedside toothbrushing needs. It's a tiny sink that installs on the side of your nightstand Hmm. with a built-in toothbrush holder and toothpaste projector. It projects your toothpaste (laughs) onto your toothbrush. So you can brush your teeth in bed and go right to sleep. Oh boy, sweet dreams, teeth teeth, tiny sink. And we're back. Thanks, uh, Tiny Sink, for the, for the layup this week. We really appreciate the funds to do what we do. Uh, if you want to hit us up with partnerships, you can <laughs> reach out to us at makeplayradio at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, all right, so this is the second half of the show, and it's game time, or play time, more accurately. Because uh, I think that the way it works is, like, you can... Any game requires play, but not all play creates a game. Okay. That checks out. Right? Yeah. yeah, something about squares and rectangles. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, all right, so Fiona, as our, as our guest, uh, you can go first. What have you been playing? You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. What uh, have we, we played Rummy Cube Oh, yeah, we played Rummy Cube, a classic American board game. That I we think, might actually not be playing right. That we might actually just be playing according to our friend's grandmother's rules and not the way the game is meant to be played. But it felt right. Yeah. yeah so it goes. Yeah. Um... Oh, you want to tell us about Remy Cube? 
Rummy Cube is a tile game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, basically, you just have what? It's four colors and then digits one through 13. Mm-hmm. And then smiley face. Two smiley thing. faces. Two smiley faces. You just got to make sets of, of three and four, but you can only do same number in different colors mm-hmm. or numbers consecutive numbers in the same color yeah yeah that's the game yeah and that's the whole game and, and you're you can trying to get rid of all of your yeah right yeah yeah it's a fun game yeah it is. how does how does it make you feel to play that game it's fun i, don't know, I, usually, <laughs> I like the game because i i do enjoy games that mm-hmm. are like puzzles um that require kind of like short term strategy. Yeah. Like Yeah. Um, I see. Because you can't yeah. really like do the 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 long game. Can't play the long game on something like that because people are just changing it up. It's mm-hmm. kinda like ill that. Mm. Yeah, we have to talk about that at some point. Yeah. Like did you have you did did you have a thought about Rummy Cube? About the meta? About Ru- the, the meta of Rummy Cube. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not smart enough to talk about the meta of Rummy Cube. <laughs> I mean it's it's interesting because it's one of those games I feel like you could do some serious math and figure out what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could also like build a computer probably or an algorithm to play it perfectly or as perfectly as you can play it. I imagine. I don't know. But Oh, right. Because um, you guys were talking about that like last it. time that we could just like shuffle everything. Like it would automatically yeah. find solutions that we did not. Well, Sean and I were just saying how you could probably look through most of the... Um, we were just trying to decide whether it would be reasonable to look at every possible combination of things you could put on the board or not, and how large that number would be, mm-hmm. right. um, which involves some math. But uh, I forget what we decided on. I should honestly look it up because I feel like that's something that people, the math of Rummy Cube is probably Some something that's well known. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd be interested in that also because if it allows for it, it would be fun to build like a little program with sean or something to uh my friend who brought us the rummy cube mm. to uh the rummy cube the I don't, why do they call it cube there's no cubes involved see i don't know maybe we're <laughs> playing it wrong well, but i mean it's cube like k-u-b so it doesn't technically wait how is it spelled i believe it's like r-u-m-m-i-k-u-b oh could be rummy cube rummy cub rummy cub rummy cub it could be totally Totally wrong. We could be totally wrong. Totally wrong about the pronunciation. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it just because, yeah, you can't, at least at the level that we're playing at, we're not really trying to plan more than like one, maybe two moves yeah, ahead. Yeah, maybe we're uh-huh. just really bad at the game. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I don't know what a good like, strategy would be. You don't, you don't be really try to think too far ahead. Well, yeah, definitely. I guess if you, you could, can play something, you almost always play. Right, and you can play thing. multiple things. Yeah. I guess. If you had a feeling that you were not going to be able to play something next time, if you played both, you could of them, hold something. You could on. hold you could something, like... but that's usually not the right move. Because someone could just occupy that right. space that you exactly. were going to use. Yeah, you could also like look at the board and just think about what numbers essentially have like the most representation on the board. Yeah. I guess in right. some way. Because if it's like, oh, we're we don't have like the yellow low numbers on board yet yeah. like where are they are they in the bag does somebody have them everyone's just like waiting to put them down but like they're mm-hmm. not out yet someone has to like get us there get essentially. us there yeah get exactly yeah. gotta yeah. figure out how to get those 
yeah on the board my thought process when it's when it comes around to me and the reason it takes me so goddamn long is because i just basically look at every single token i have and then look at the board and try and find any context in which it might fit so if i have a blue three i'm like all right where are the threes at are the threes out don't see any threes all right what about my blue homies we got any <laughs> blue guys out here no okay blue four all right how are we doing <laughs> and that's that's basically just it every time yeah and sometimes you find the threes they were there the whole time and it works out or you know even stuff that like is already on the board that's the other thing that i feel like is the tricky part is to see the board and rearrange it without adding anything to it to fit what you need to add which is something mm-hmm. that i yeah <laughs> end up going down giant rabbit holes trying to force to happen and then just ending up with like the same amount of uh, unplaceable tokens and having to reset everything <laughs> um that's why jimmy's also bad at bananagrams yeah jimmy sucks at spelling that's the reason he's bad at bananagrams <laughs> i love bananagrams nick also sucks at spelling <laughs> yeah um yeah so that's very cute um i guess that's all the games we've played together recently at least uh, have you been playing games on, on your on your lonesome no playing games <laughs> out in the streets holding out no um okay yeah well you should um we were talking about this i think yesterday but we were playing minecraft again for yes fun. that's a game i always just come back to to uh, play because it's relaxing and it's yeah fun to play it was like friends. coming home yeah and also it's like it's just a nice environment to be in. There's, you know, big open world, and you can kind of just do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes people go, and like, I'm going to explore, and someone else yeah. is like, I'm just going to build a cool house. It's, you know, you do your own stuff. You should play. It'd be fun. We have, like, it's really nice. a server, and we were there were, like, five of us playing last yeah. night, which was enjoyable. Yeah, so yeah it's fun. cool. It's fun playing with, like, a larger group of people because right. I usually only ever play with, like, myself and maybe two or three other people at a time, so max of, like, three or four. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you I at least feel like we tended to stay pretty close together and would focus on, like, similar objectives. Like, we are all mining. All right, now we are going to explore. But having everybody kind of doing their own thing is fun because then you come back out of the mines, wipe the sweat off your brow with that coal, a bag of coal on your back, and you're like, who built this house in the forest? Yeah, <laughs> why is the whole forest on fire? Why? Yes, why is the forest <laughs> on fire, Sergio? Why do you keep lighting forests on fire? <laughs> Regardless. Um, yeah, no, it's fun. It's also like playing with enough people becomes like a, kind of ironically enough, it becomes more introverted as a game hmm. because you're not all together. It's like, mm-hmm. I love hanging out with people and doing separate things. Yeah. And Minecraft is like a way to kind of do that, but also play with people doing the same yeah. thing in a weird way. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Schrodinger's yeah. hanging also, like, out. Also, not like, in the same room. Yeah, because <laughs> literally, uh, Nick and I had our friend Sean over again yesterday, and we were all in separate, we were all in the same apartment, in separate rooms, playing the same game. Yeah, talking over Discord, talking because over, there were yeah. other people in Discord who we wanted to talk to without Echo, so. Yeah. It was just a funny setup. Yeah. Know? I saw that the your little speaker in the background just lit up because you said its name. Oh, the name which we must never speak. Oh yes, it's blacklisted. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, so that was that was really fun. I meant to like play other games as well during that span of time, so we would have more games to talk about than just Minecraft. But it just it's just so yeah. satisfying. You get into and relaxing. a groove, and yeah. then you, you don't know what's happening, and then suddenly it's like midnight. You're like, yeah. oh, whoops. Yeah, that was fun though. <laughs> <laughs> have you played much Minecraft, Fiona, or any? No, I've. I've watched my siblings play it, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. does it does it pique your interest or? I guess so. I mean, I I really liked like 
uh, Sim City and, mm. yeah. and Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon. And all the, Zoo Tycoon was, was my jam. It has elements of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's it's different. But, but it is different. Um, um, although, I guess, like, yeah, in the in the newer Sim games, you had to kind of build your buildings from the ground up, which you didn't have to do in Right. Sim There's, City. like, less prefabricated stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, the thing about Minecraft is... Now that I think about it, that was the part I didn't like so much. <laughs> I was like, I just want the house to be here. That's fair. So I can decorate it. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, if you're playing with multiple people, then you can, like, divide and conquer. You can have, like... That is... Like, mm -hmm. I'm out in the woods making some wood planks, and then Nick is, like, building the stuff. Right. And then you can, like, make some paintings and put them around and put the torches in the specific places and it, it, the fences it, it and the mirrors glass. life in that way. That's kind of funny of just, yeah. like... Hey, if you have a bunch of people, you can get a lot done that yeah. you wouldn't do on your own, and yeah. then you all get to enjoy the benefits right. of those things being done. Like, yeah. I always just go down into the earth and mine, like, religiously for a couple of hours and yeah. come out with a bunch of resources yeah, to, like, like, throw woo! at people. Like, yeah. You get a diamond, and you get a diamond. <laughs> yeah, Nick taught me the, the maximally efficient way to mine yesterday. It's yes. called Phoenix Mine, <laughs> and Phoenix. it's really it's hard to do. It's maximally efficient, but it is oh, efficient. It is efficient. It is efficient. It's really uh, hard to do when you're a little inebriated, yeah. is what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. You just get to do what you want in that game, and that's mm -hmm. I, I enjoy it with people, but mm -hmm. on your own again. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and they, it's been, it was interesting to come back that. to it as well because like we were, we were having a very long conversation about when we act officially started all playing Minecraft amongst the people that were playing, and I'm pretty sure I started playing when I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school, probably mm -hmm. sophomore. I definitely, I definitely played an early version of the free crafting mode where like your toolbar was just all different kinds of blocks or something mm -hmm. like there was like brick and stone I and see. grass and that was like my experience so i was like you just run around and like put these in places to build little like huts or something like that's not fun i didn't get any of the cut down a tree get some wood turn it into a wood axe get turn get some stone you know like that kind of yeah. stuff I, so I, was, I kind of bounced off of it for like a year or something and then mm -hmm. my friends were all like minecraft and yeah. then I was like, that stupid game. And then I played it and I was like, oh, what? Oh, that's oh yeah. my. This is a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> it's also had a lot of changes over the years, yeah. which is kind of fun coming back. And I'm just like, I remember when this was really simple. And now it's still really simple. Yeah, but if you want to do like, you want to go catch some fish in a coral reef, you can do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Younger you me would have been to make like, it really complicated. Just like, <laughs> yeah. You can, child Nick is like you can catch fish you can go to a coral reef you can put the fish somewhere else what the hell is going on <laughs> what happened you can build a portal to hell yeah, and right? fight dragons it's like oh yeah it I would, used it, to just cut trees down <laughs> <laughs> yeah I used to just dig a hole in the dirt <laughs> and thus it models life <laughs> <laughs> it's so true but, but, some old guys like I've actually cut down a real tree <laughs> I dug a real hole in the dirt god damn it have you ever seen a shovel <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's like the weird thing and I think the reason it appealed to me when I was a bit younger is because for some reason like when I was eight or nine, we would just dig holes in my backyard. We would just straight up dig giant holes in the dirt as much as we could. And there was something really satisfying about that. I don't know why. We didn't have a goal. We were like, we're going to dig to China. Even though we knew that. Right, exactly. We knew that's not how it worked. We just there was to always like, a chance that you'd find some bones. Though. Yeah, you could find some bones or like a little glass bottle or something. Right. 
Um, but I feel like there's, I've never been able to put my finger on it, but I feel like that same, you get that same feeling in Minecraft when you just like dig down into this little like pit of dirt. And then in Minecraft, it rewards you tenfold for doing that because sometimes they'll just be digging straight down and then you'll like bust out into this like big cave system. And now you're in this right. like, magical place full of like lava and, and bats. And there's like crazy stuff. There's like diamond walls and there's like all this crazy stuff going on. And that's honestly, I prefer to, to, to mine because everybody has their preferred mining strategies. Nick obviously likes the the very efficient, yeah. very pa well patterned stuff. I I really like the cave mine. Yeah, it's definitely less efficient, but it's so much more adventurous. Like just going through the caves and if, finding what you can. If I'm doing like my my, you know, patterned mining, and mm -hmm. I break into a cave, I'll be like, all right, I'll explore this for a while, and then I'll come back because it is really fun, and it's yeah. cool to see like the generation and. Yeah. Oh, also, we're playing this particular world on the extreme biome setting, which basically just makes. The whole world generation go bonky it's, <laughs> it's really it's like hard to get anywhere because there's giant mountains in the way everywhere yeah. but uh it is really cool and once you like start getting established and you have like a house on one of those mountains and stuff like that uh it gets a lot easier to get around mm -hmm. and uh i don't know it's been pretty fun as just a little change up because i've played that game in different worlds so many times like it's just an old favorite at this yeah. point the old standby yeah um, I'm trying to think. I, I guess I played a little bit more God of War in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have any necessarily hot takes as opposed to the last time around. The characters have grown on me, of course. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely revealed itself to be much more of like a traditional action adventure game. Game like it's just so it has all these like such classic game design and like level design components where. Mm -hmm you know directing attention so like you have to get you have to find or destroy these three symbols to unlock this chest that'll get you something good yeah. and two of them are easy to find but where's the third one okay well they're going to direct my attention up to the ceiling by having these pots that are hanging from ropes in the ceiling that i can throw my axe at and knock the pot down to get money so i'm looking at the ceiling because i'm looking for these pots and then boop there's the seal that i need to break and it's funny i i was there when you went through that part and mm -hmm. it, the game sort of revealed itself in sort of a knowing way yeah because right after you did that, your little buddy said, like, oh, that's where it was, Darren. And it's like, they knew. They knew that they made this one harder <laughs> specifically. Like, this wasn't just happenstance. This yeah. was designed well. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And that, that sort of stuff always... I go back and forth on it sometimes because obviously having that experience is nice. And definitely, definitely having the characters comment on those kinds of small little nuances is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's what this game, I think, does really, really well. Where you'll have a combat scenario and a trace will say something different every time you're done fighting people because yeah. a lot of games have done that where it's like you finished an encounter and they'll say like that was a close one mm -hmm. but then you have so many encounters and they say that after every other one so it's like that was a close one that was a and it's the same delivery it's the same yeah, line yeah, every yeah. single time but this time it'll be i mean they're usually <laughs> close ones it's true but i think the fact that this game also has a very um linear narrative progression allows them to pepper it with like nuance every time so i try to be like was that better dad and he's like Yes, but you need to practice on your aim. And at first he was very surly and be like, no, you were too rushed. And like all the feedback was negative. But now he's like, you are getting better. And I'm like, oh, Trace is getting better. Uh, and Kratos is being less of a dick as a father. Yeah. He's slowly yeah. actually encouraging his son at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, they had the one, the one like really like um, 
I guess it's like I guess it was a really poignant moment for Kratos because they they get in, this is early game spoilers, but it's you know the game is so long. That's the other thing. I looked yeah. up a wiki to see like how many chapters are involved and how far along I was, and I'm not far very I'm not very far at all. Um, this game is huge, but you go into this place where you're trying to get the light of Alfheim, which is like this big pillar of light, and Kratos has to like go inside of it or something, and. <laughs> He's like, all right, boy, I'll be back in a sec. Just just hang tight. And then he goes in and you're like wandering around this like surreal black and white landscape, just following different paths that like lead to different like worlds. And you're like listening to the sound of your dead wife's voice and following it and whatever. And it's all very dreamy, but it only lasts maybe like a minute or two. And then you're like getting closer and closer to the, this wife's voice. And you're about to like see, you're like, oh my gosh, she's here. Like what's going on? Is this her spirit? Is she connecting with me in some way? And then you hear a trace in the background. You're like, dad, oh my God, dad. And you're like, oh no, this is going to end well. And then all of a sudden, like, Atreus' like, hand comes out and, like, pulls Kratos out. And Kratos is like, oh, why would you do that? I was so close to seeing my mama. I mean, your mom again. I mean, your mom. <laughs> I mean, uh, slip. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go back into the light beam real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he's, like, angry at Atreus for pulling him out. And then Atreus is like, oh, you were gone for so long. I was like, I was literally only gone two minutes. What the fuck, kid? And then you look around, there's like all these dead bodies around Atreus that he's like had to fight off while Kratos was in the light beam doing his thing. And Atreus was like trying to be patient, trying to be patient, but he had to like get attacked like a hundred times. And Aww. it was like really scary. This kid's like obviously very shaken because he just murdered like a hundred dark elves or something. <laughs> They're like dead bodies are littered all around him. It's a good thing Kratos gave him his axe because otherwise that boy would be dead. Yeah. Uh, and so after that, they had like a little like realization that, okay yeah, Atreus has seen some shit <laughs> and Kratos needs to be a little bit more sensitive to that because he's a literal kid. Uh, and uh, But he knows how to hold himself. Because you at the same time know that, like, yes, Kratos is hip to the fact that that was a really traumatizing experience, but you also know that he's, like, really proud because he killed a bunch of stuff. And uh, that's just as significant to Kratos when it comes to, like, actually respecting his child, which is kind of fucked up in my opinion. It is, but... It does make sense considering yeah, the I mean, other games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as a character trait, it totally tracks. It's just sad that that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I'm in a giant mountain, and that's that's what's happening. Nope. <laughs> das, what's for dinner? A giant mountain and lots of rocks. Um, okay, well, anybody else want to plug a game real quick or anything that they're doing? games uh -huh. any shout outs still been playing realm because yep. it's video game crack and <laughs> help me <laughs> um i'm definitely looking forward to playing uh dragon's dogma on the nintendo switch mm. um that comes out april 23rd so we might do a show before then but actually we probably won't because next weekend is easter so that's true gonna be another double weeker for us and it's jimmy's right. birthday and it's jimmy's hey, birthday um yeah so okay, that's that's our show. Um, if you only want to plug your your handles again for this of the sea, John. Yep, uh, my Venmo is. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're of the sea play on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, or my personal Instagram is cries at parties. So there are underscores be, in there. There are some underscores in there. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> exactly where you think they would go between the words and. Yeah, I'll be posting on there, too. Cool. So stay tuned. Stay We're going to be tuned. asking for money. <laughs> we need it real bad. <laughs> but um, we also need support. Yeah. Love. Yeah. And, yeah, hugs. Hugs are good. Yeah. Hugs are great. All right. Well, this is getting sappy. Let's... <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can find myself at Jimmy Sign on basically any platform. I spell it with two eyes. Jimmy! 
Um, and uh, you can follow Make Play Radio at Make Play Radio on Twitter. I think I don't think we really posted there yet, but you can do that if you want to for some reason. Um, definitely try and email us at makeplayradio at gmail.com. I should check that sometimes because I haven't checked it in a couple months, but I'm just going to assume no one's been emailing us. Yeah, all these people who've been emailing you are like, these jerks. <laughs> Begging <laughs> not getting any emails. <laughs> um, so maybe I should check that at some point. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, stay tuned in a couple weeks for our next show. We love you and goodbye. Bye. See ya.